There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. A Paolo Gagano. West Ham Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 9, episode 16, and back, happy as ever, is Happy John, or Loftman as we call him. Good evening, Loftman, where are you, and what are you doing? I'm extremely happy in my loft, talking to you. Good. Back also (laughs) is the fountain of all West Ham history, uh, aka the shed man good evening nigel where are you and what are you doing i'm in my shed trying not to hang myself you can't That's, do this uh, shed man jingle because george is in here yeah, yeah. George, george technical issues technical issues tonight yeah george is at home he's in the outer hebrides or wherever he lives uh he just got home but for some reason he can't join us remotely from the outer hebrides i think the uh the wet string has gone wrong tonight and he's not able to join us. I think our technology but, provider needs to have a word with itself. I know. Did I think, you say I the wet stream now? The wet string, yeah. Oh, I thought you said wet stream. I thought that was you having no. a piss. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, we're here to talk about um, a football game rather than technology. Depressed as we are, probably a short one. And, and you should explain, we're probably going to do a two-part tonight. We're going to do one part, a short one, just to update on the game and depressing... Uh, form that West Ham got at the moment and then a second part where we're going to go through um, all the comments on Facebook and Twitter but let's start with a game uh, John and Nigel did did we watch that wonderful game against Burnley at Turf Moor John mainly yes I did and uh, what did you think was were you in thrilled do you think it was one of our best displays all season um well I rushed about to get back to watch it and uh, wish I hadn't. So, no, it wasn't. It was bloody awful, wasn't it? Pretty much. It, it, it was. I mean, is, is there any highlights? It could be the shortest podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was bloody awful. Uh, is, could you salvage anything from it at all? Um, no, not really. We looked, again, looked like a team, having seen them 
like I said last week, the Newcastle game, it was just, just seemed to carry on from there. We looked like we didn't know he ever played together before. And they, yeah. they were just pretty bad. We, I mean, I'm, didn't, I, I missed the first sort of five, six minutes of it, I guess, by the time I got into it. And then obviously Mark Noble, I didn't see what happened to Mark Noble. So well, well, you missed the first twenty minutes because he went off after twenty minutes after oh, he twisted his ankle. Um, he had a scan this week, but he's likely to be out for three to four weeks. A little bit of injury news there for you. Um, and yeah, so he's he's likely to miss Spurs. Um, uh, maybe back for Chelsea. I think he might be on the bench for outside chance of him being on the bench for Chelsea. Uh, oh. Sorry, uh, of uh, of Spurs. More chance. Of being okay, then with that in mind, then I so what I saw, we were bloody awful. So if I did miss the first twenty minutes, did I miss anything? No, no. Were we that bad all the way? We were that bad. I mean, the selection. At least he didn't pick Zabaleta. Um, but he persists with four nails. No one can work out why. And they just. I mean, there doesn't just seem to be any confidence in the team whatsoever. There doesn't seem to be any confidence in the manager. I mean, he's like a statue. He's he's inanimate. Um, on the on the touchline, head in his hands, looking down. The players looking down. I mean, they, they just seem to be completely void of any confidence whatsoever. Is is my overview of the game? Um, and then, of course, we lost Lanzini a bit later on. As we know now, he's he's fractured his collarbone. He um he's having surgery or he's had surgery. Uh, he's out for at least three months, maybe longer. Um, nothing's going right at the moment. Anything else to uh, add, John, uh, <laughs> before we go on? Right, right that's it. That's it. all we no, have I mean, time yeah, for this week. <laughs> yeah, Goodbye. Prediction, though. <laughs> it wasn't very good. It was pretty bad. And that's it was it. awful. It was, I mean, I know I've said this several times, but it's one of the worst games I've seen West Ham play. It looks It, it looks like... I think we've seen it all before, haven't we? Yeah, of course. And, and, we're long you know, in the tooth, and you, you sort of think, "Well, here we go again." And this, yeah. it, it could, it could end up being a relegation battle this season, big time. Yeah. Well, uh, we're we're five points away from nineteenth, from four points away from fifth. So it's it's a game of inches and a game of there's not much difference. Everyone really the same. Um, I did say to Canning Town Len. Just before the two hours before kickoff, because he sent me a latest uh, draft of um, of uh, everyone's uh, second team, uh, I'll speak to you after the Burnley defeat. So I, I was expecting to lose because Burnley had lost three games in a row. Worst form they've got. They're absolutely no, no. Well, not in the worst form of their lives, but they weren't in good form. And of course, of course, they turn up. Know how we're going to play. Uh, went for it straight away. I thought at least Pellegrini, after the mauling we had, um, you know, that we don't start fast enough against Newcastle, I thought we'd come out the blocks and go for it. But guess what? Burnley, the Clarets came out of the blocks and they went for it. And it was it was all them, wasn't it? Um, although we had a lot of the possession, um, they had all the chances. Yeah. Nigel, do you see it any different? Not as such, no. 
really. I don't think anyone could really see it any different to the, to the way that you two have just described it. Lackluster. You know, from the start, we just not didn't look interested, but Burnley got at us. Bearing in mind, you know, they hadn't won for for three games or they lost their last three games. Took quite a beating from Sheffield United. Yeah, you know, I mean, typical. Look at a good team. Ashley Barnes hadn't scored since October, and he <laughs> could have had a couple. You know. Yeah, I know, I know, it's stupid, isn't it? Woods got his normal goal. But against you know what? Us. I expected to lose. I expected to lose. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's you know, I I don't know how it does on your barometer. We'll cover that later. But mm. but Burnley, we, it's it or miss. Generally, we've had some wins, we've had some loses, losses up there. And the thing is. You know, having as much ball possession, you'll do the stats. It don't matter about possession. It's about putting the ball in. Yeah. And the, I think it must have been about the 75th minute we had our first shot on target. Well, yeah. funny you should say that. It's a great link to give you a stat attack. Yeah. Uh, more than just a podcast, stat attack. That's a new jingle. Um, West Ham no, had six. <laughs> no, I think it's going to catch on. Uh, maybe I need a, a you know a deep voice. Maybe a listener can send in a new jingle for that stat attack. Sixty percent of the possession over the ninety minutes West Ham had. Obviously, the Clarets had forty. Here's a big though um, takeaway. They had fourteen shots. How many do you think were on target, Nigel? Seven. Twelve. Twelve <laughs> shots on target. West Ham. I don't think they had any in the first half. Had seven shots. How many think were on target? Three. Two. Four. Mm-hmm. Eight more shots on target. And there lays the problem. Um, yeah, you're right. We, I don't think we had a single shot on target in the first half. All those ones must come in the second half. But the, the damage was done. And, of course, we can't get away without talking about Roberto. Um, commentators were making fun of him. I don't know if that's fair. Um, Phil Parks wrote today um, in a popular um, Clarence Hugh news site that uh, Hold up. he's shocking. Yeah. What? So you lost me. Popular. <laughs> we are popular. <laughs> um, and I was going to say West Ham news site, and I forgot. I just mentioned Clarence Hugh. Um, and he said he doesn't look like a goalkeeper, looks like an outfield player who was once asked to play in goal. And, and he also said, mate, has he got a clause in his contract uh, that stops him from diving for the ball? Now, that's, that's one of our better keepers saying that and commentators laughing at him. I was prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt. I know you've got a different view, Nigel. But he was responsible for at least one of the goals. And he just looked like he lacked in confidence and I'm not sure he can carry on without Alvin Martinson coming in for Spurs. How do you see the Roberto um, John before we go to Nigel because I know he's got views on this. Um, you know, when he looks at atrocious at times and then makes some saves so you know it's I don't know. I mean I can see how it will affect your confidence in your, in your team in your in your back four when you can't rely on the inconsistency of the goalkeeper it's it does look like it's had an effect and he seems to make the blunder give away the goal put us on the back foot and then makes a few saves and you just think well why have you done that in the first place you know yeah so yeah he doesn't look he doesn't look 
quality or or great. But then we're talking about was it David Martin? You know, he's what's he thirty three years old and came from Millwall. It's like if he's the answer, well, then what's the question really? Honest? Well, well, uh, Phil Parks rates uh, David Martin, and he says this in in the article, which you should read. Uh, he, he rates Where is David it, then? Martin. Where is this article? On Clarence it's Hill. on that well-known oh, advertising website. Don't forget to buy your holidays and click on the uh, <laughs> oh, Viagra on the shoes and the Viagra. I don't, I don't Any. read that website. I just, just download okay. that right, ad blocker. Right, because it's it's good if you if you download ad blogger, ad, ad blocker onto on Google, it's oi, free. Oi, stop! That's our <laughs> revenue we're talking about. Anyway, um, oh, I dear. think Roberto's been given the benefit of doubt. I just hope, and we're trying to find out. You mean there's a little given hint. the benefit of the doubt for what? Well. But, but to begin with, I think people said, whoa, 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 when, it, when the earlier was signed, he's a shit goalkeeper and, oh, God, help us when Fabianski got injured. And everyone goes, whoa, whoa, don't knock his confidence. Give him a, the benefit of the doubt and give him a chance. Well, we've given him a chance and he's shit. He's still shit. Uh, yeah, uh, he's not going to get any better. Come on. <laughs> he's well, not no. going to get any better. <laughs> it's funny. I watched that performance. Yeah. And... I think I text someone and said, it's funny when I sit there and watch it, because obviously I was a goalkeeper. And obviously, you know, I weren't that good because I played, you know, Saturday morning and Sunday morning football. So one of my managers used to actually said to me that he thought I was the best keeper he'd seen, like one-on-one shot saving. He said, "In the world, no, the, the, like on, <laughs> on, on Wonsty, you know, Wonsty flats le- level. Oh, Wonsty flats, yeah, yeah, yeah but, right." But right. then he said, "Whenever anyone puts a ball into the box or shoots from thirty yards, I know it's going in the goal." He said, "And you, you just the problem for you is when you have to think. If you don't have to think, you're, I'm all right." And but, if you watch him. The ball's into the box. He's trying to punch. He's trying. To yeah, arm. what was he trying to do when he punched that one out, which we know should never have been a. Well, see, uh, this is the thing. Like, people were blaming him for three goals. That was quite a good punch out. It cleared the penalty area, which is what you're looking to do when you punch. Fabianski would have caught it. Well, there is that argument. But anyway, you know, I don't know if it's Spanish keepers or whatever, but it used to be the thing. Continental keepers love to punch the ball out. But he's cleared the ball. And, it, and it's, it's broke down, and now we're relying on the second phase for the defenders to clear up. The shot comes in, it, it actually barns, they give a corner. This is where VAR, which I've been against from the start, totally yeah, fouls yeah, we're, we're. football. Because we've seen goals disallowed where in the first phase there was a foul, but there'd been three or four phases after that when the goal scored, and then they call it back and go, oh, no, he got fouled. I think there was one at Liverpool. Well, why doesn't that count then when there's a corner awarded that leads to a goal? Because well, it's, not the, it's not the failing of VAR. It's the failing of the implementation of VAR. It's the, it's the way the Premier League is using VAR, which is causing absolute well, chaos. I mean, yeah, you in can the, look at in it. In the Bundesliga, right. it's settled and it's pretty decent. So, Over here, they're jokes. Yeah. They, they, they've got right. So that, at the end of the day, VAR should have been used to say, "Why right, hold up? It weren't a corner because it was bloody yeah. pretty obvious it weren't a corner." So they've scored from that. That weren't the keeper's fault. Yeah. We, we could have cleared the corner. We never did. They played it deep. It's not for him to come yeah. and catch. We didn't defend it right in front of him. Goal. The second one, 
I'll criticise him. I won't criticise him for throwing the ball out to, um, I think it was, was it Diop that he threw the ball out? It was the or Masuaku. It was the way he threw the ball out. When you're a keeper, you got to roll it along the ground because it gives the player you're giving the ball to the ability to take the ball and, and control it easier. When you lop it through the air the way he did with a looping throw, the ball goes up and comes down, so it's harder for the defender to control. Saying that, Premier League defender should be able to control the ball, dropping out the air the way it did. He didn't. We lost the ball. Goal. I mean, I thought Burnley, I think I said it on the text, I thought when Wood scored with that header, you know, if that's offside, then VAR's a joke and VAR is a joke. Yeah, we're aware of that. So, but can you take away any positives? You know, I said on there, the thing is, yeah, he then pulled off three or four really good saves. The problem with you, that you is, actually, I'm, no, no, I'm going to correct you. You said world well, class saves. A couple the of them were, were top quality saves. You said six. On the, I'll, I'll repeat, oh. on the WhatsApp, you said. He's just pulled off six world-class well, saves. Right, do, do you want me to go well, back? No, all right. it might have been. All right. It might have been. He definitely pulled off three or four. Let's pull that top quality saves. The problem with that is world-class. When, you yeah, said. Well, top quality <laughs> world-class. They were bloody good saves. I'd been, been well proud of them. I used to pull them up all day long. The problem with that is I'd also have done what he had done, where I flapped at a few and we were four 0 down when I pulled off saves like that. So when you walk back in the dressing room, your mates are giving you stick. It don't matter how you go. Well, didn't you see that save? I pulled up where I tipped it over and everything. And again, yeah, but what about the four you let in through your legs, you idiot? So should he start against? Um, no, and, and, and the reason for that is nothing to do. It's because what's happened now is the fans are destroying him. Yeah. And that is the problem because us as fans, or I take the fan base as a whole, that the fans have turned on him and destroyed him. So as soon as he walks on that pitch against Tottenham, the fans are going to be groaning and, and they're going to be on him and he's going to know it. Yeah. And if he looks... You know, well, Pellegrini doesn't seem to care. Well, you know, then... But the thing is, look, this is the problem we've got in it. You can all argue the toss about who signed him and why we signed him. At the end of the day, we've got him and we've got um, David Martin. A decision's got to be made. Personally, yeah. I, I think it's hard to put David Martin in against Tottenham because of yeah. the status of the game. He'd have been well, but then again, yeah. the game after that is Chelsea, is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we win both back to back now. No, I don't. The, 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 I now, would go with Dave personally. I'd go with David Martin purely, not for not yeah. not just because of the mistakes or whatever, but purely because. The fans are just going to react negatively when that team sheets and that's against Tottenham in the first yeah. game for Roberto. Are you a flip flop fan now? Are you? Oh, are you calling for the? No. Yeah, are you calling for the manager's no. head? I, I I did write a blog uh, after. I read it. What we oh, discussed I did actually last read week. That one. Got a lot of grief and said, yeah. look. A manager didn't become a bad manager overnight. The players no. didn't become bad players overnight. You know, the director of football didn't become a bad director of football overnight. The board didn't suddenly have a problem that they didn't have six months ago. So what's the problem? Putting your finger on the problem. No one can except to say, and I don't believe he's lost the dressing room, by the way, even though some believe he has. It's confidence. It's pure and utter confidence. And it's self-destructing spiral. The more stress that goes on this, we must get a result. The more they try, the more they fail. 
and it just becomes no, a self-fulfilling I think prophecy. added to that is the fan reaction. If you look at the fan, I mean... Oh, social it, media, that's a problem. Is, is, I try not to get involved now with <laughs> arguing with people and whatever, but I, sometimes I bang my head up against the wall. I, I fan base. You know, I'm sure we'll go... I haven't read the comments yet deliberately. Normally I go in and have a look because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people going, Pellegrini's got to go, Pellegrini's got to go, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's no, happening. That's, 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 that's what I'm the saying. Well, let me ask a question. Who, who, and, like that? But the, next, the, the latest thing is this Husserl thing, which you've been involved in, Sean. And well, it, I haven't been involved in it, but, but what I can say is there is something dodgy about the Roberto. I'm not going to say what, because there's libel laws, and without absolute documentary well, you, proof, I'm not going to say you, anything. Saying that, get, right. now people's imaginations are going to run away. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I've been told tales. Yeah, but it's not just you, is it? You can see how it's all, you can see, you can see the Steinberg bit. It was a Guardian that broke the story, not me. You can see it all, you can see how it all, anyway, I know. It was ex-West Ham 9 United employee that talked about on his radio show last Wednesday, not me. People get fed this stuff and you just repeat it. And it's just, it's, it's again, it's the same thing time and time again. It's like a process. It's like the same old thing. Everyone's to blame. Everyone gets got to be... Well, it's too much. I did say this. There's too much of the blame game. What I want to ask, because we're short of time tonight, um, but there will be a part two after these messages. Um, What I want to ask you is, because there's only a few minutes left of this first half of the the podcast, um, who is to blame? I'm doing a poll tonight, by the way, or tomorrow, saying who's to blame for the current form? Is it the manager, the players the board or the director of football or all of the above? Well, it, or is no one to blame? The, the, the bottom line is the whole thing rests with the board. And I know everyone will go, oh, you can't hear a bit. They pick the manager, the manager buys the players with the agreement of the board. It's all, I mean, so, I, mean the, I said this a couple of days ago on whatever, the, David Sullivan, Gold and Brady, a lot of them, are good at business, but they're bloody useless at running a football club. They've been in mm. football for years and they've had no success. The biggest achievement they've done is the destruction of our club into this new bowl and they will make a lot of money out of it. But as far as football goes, they've achieved nothing. They always go for the safe pair. I mean, we all said yes. He's Pellegrini. He's the best manager on paper this club's ever appointed. But we all... Most of us, I think, we all agreed. It doesn't really inspire you much, does it? You know, no. what they're talking about but now. I, 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 don't, I really, truly believe that it, we won't get any further by second. There's a lot of people calling for the second of Pellegrini, and I think it will achieve nothing. We will not achieve anything until we get new ownership. We are the same old well, that, West gonna, Then we won't achieve it, no. because I don't think they're selling well, then, up. Then, I'm short of time, but, but I just want to have Nigel's view. Who's to blame Nigel? I mean, currently, if we take this situation, my, my, I blame, I think, the manager and the players equally. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't blame the board for the last six games. I what? Think. What? Can you say that again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame the ownership for the past six games. There you go. I don't. I don't. But do you, do you that, think? Do you genuinely think that, that the it. reduction in wage bills and the and the, the letting all our strike force go and the non-replacement of players and that is Pellegrini's choices, or were they the cards he was dealt with and he's had to try and manage them? Uh, no, I believe that, that. I believe it's a bit of both. Cards they were dealt with. 
I mean, I don't know, you know, who sanctioned what players. If you look at the players brought in, I'd imagine that they were Pellegrini picks. You know, the, success, the successful players were Sullivan's and the bad ones. Well, were, we, you were know, brilliant. listen, I'm, I'm thinking all players were probably sourced by Pellegrini and his coaching staff. You know, if you look at four now, no, none of us had heard of him. And I doubt if Dave Sullivan had heard of him. And it looked brilliant yeah. in the under-23s. The problem, as I've always said, when you sign under-23 players, after watching yeah. him in under-23 tournament, is they're playing against kids. Wait till they play against men. Yeah, they're up against the 30-year-old. Yeah. Or the, yeah. That's the problem. Anyway, we've got to end part one now because um, uh, we've, we've got a little bit of a diary clash for myself and John. But I'm going to ask John because I don't think he's coming back for part two. Your prediction, because we won't record before Spurs, your prediction against Spurs, John? Well, Spurs are in bad form and really could do a win. So they'll get that against us, I think. And we yeah, will of course lose. it is. Uh, it'll Nigel. 2-0. Nigel. What? My prediction for Spurs? Uh, I'm going for a draw. Okay. And I will go for a ridiculous 1-0 win uh, because I haven't been able to choose that for a while. So that's it for part one. We'll be back after this important message. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back uh, after our little advert there. Um, time has flown. <laughs> I won't tell you where we've been in the meantime, but uh, that's the magic of editing. Uh, I guess it's time for this. Yeah. I know that's not the right question time, because, but hey, George has got the right one. Um, hey, this is... a part of the program where you, the eight listeners, get to ask us, the remaining two podcast presenters, questions that you may have asked yesterday, Monday, or today, Tuesday, in the international break. And we're 
Nigel, a.k.a. Shedman, has probably set up uh, to bore you to death over the next sort of half an hour. Nigel. Yes. My time to shine, apparently. Without the uh, slightly racist or <sighs> disparaging I'm done. It's, 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 I keep saying this. If I do a scarce accent, is that racist? Yeah. Well, it is. Racist yeah. against who? Uh, through uh, disadvantaged uh, people who come from uh, the Liverpool area. See, that's you looking down your nose at people, isn't it? Disadvantage. <laughs> Why are people Just from Liverpool disadvantaged? Martin Scholar, possibly a gentleman as well. We don't know. He asks yesterday, read last week's episode. Why does Sean always cut short any chat read a stadium? Quite an interesting discussion was happening about how to improve the stadium in terms of closing the gaps, but it wasn't allowed to develop. Let's face it, it's an appalling experience. I'm at a loss to how anyone enjoys going there. My only hope is that we buy the stadium and gradually rebuild it. Come on, move on. Why do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Well... I think, as I replied, I think, water under the bridge, no point crying over spilt milk. Any more cliches I can use? Um, we've got to move on, right? So, well, it is the, what the, it is. Well, why not right? explain to the people, though, that the gaps can't be closed because of the rake of the stadium and the rake of the seating? Right, so They'll let me... Let's, let's cover. Why won't they ever buy this ground? Right, all right. So, let's, let's take them one at a time. First of all... Uh, the rake of the stadium, as you've pointed out, is difficult to fill the gaps, right? I mean, we could put some nice flower pots and stuff, but actually filling the gaps with people is going to be difficult without redesigning the whole stand, which, are, you know, may happen one day. Let's, let's not completely say that the whole redesign of the stand could never happen because if you built the whole the lower stand, so if the west stand was rebuilt, by the way, and say way the East Ham was, you could fill those gaps, by the way. Could you? The North... Yeah, of course you could. Are you sure now? Absolutely, 100%. Because remember, we've got that middle tier with all the problem you bought. I know that, but you could still go from there, right? Because you've got the gaps down from that middle tier, down with a new rake, but if that you would, completely that would, replace... that would shallow out the rake. Sorry. It would shallow out the rake, and you'd probably get some wet seats. But we know there's no problem with wet seats, because next season... We are getting the south and north stands redeveloped. Now, here's the interesting thing. Why are they redeveloping the north and south stands, Nigel? Uh, Because they're trying to trick people. They're moving thousands of fans further forward when only it's a couple of hundred. Uh, No, that's one reason. Another reason. Well, you just said no, but then it's one reason. So is it no? It is one reason. What's (laughs) the main reason? What's the main reason? Because it's cheaper to build it straight, actually, than it is cheaper to build it with the bend. You're almost close. It's cheaper to build a new stand in lightweight material than it is to move it every season. That's the truth. That's of it. true, people. It's They're gone, changing the scaffolding for light. They're changing the lighter scaffolding. It will cost eleven million pound, but it costs six million pound to move at the moment per year. So they make their money back. So it will bring the seats. Closer to the pitch, I saw around three hundred of seat, three hundred, three hundred per stand. Yeah, and square off the stands. Yeah, but what so, happens at the back? Does the back get squared off, or does the back stay arched? The back gets squared off in my. So therefore, that creates a bigger gap behind. 
Potentially. Potentially. Only in the middle, though. The West End one day could be redeveloped, but again, it would have to be done because it's cheaper to build a new stand of lightweight material than move it backwards and well, forwards. Well, I, I don't see how they're going to do that, honestly. Honestly, I, I, because there's no it, plans we, to do that. No, so, no, but if you look technically that they can't do it because of the rake. So what else is there we can do to improve? So we're not going to improve the stands too much without knocking it down and building it again. We're, they're slowly trying to build, you know, we could do with more equipment for catering to have more draft beer because they're limited to stuff like that. But, you know, what I'm probably saying is three years later, three years on, all the easy stuff has been done. Only stuff, hard stuff remains. But here's the crunch of it. We will not own the stadium anytime soon. In the 99 years, who knows? But anytime soon, no. Why? Last year, the stadium lost £30 million. Okay, so people go, well, if we, if we bought it, it wouldn't be a problem. Yes, it would. Because the, the, the money lost, it cost £6 million with baseball to move the seats. So athletics is not the problem. The money lost with athletics is about £4 million. It costs £4 million to move the seats backwards and forwards each season. When, when baseball's being played, it's £6 million. But you could say another million comes in from concerts who do make money. So that £4 million is offset by you've got to move the seats back to have concerts and therefore um, athletics usually cost, really costs us, loss, loses about £3 million. Well, £3 million out of £30 million is 10%. So 90% of our losses are nothing to do with athletics. Getting rid of athletics doesn't solve the problem, nor does getting a naming sponsor. A naming sponsor will earn us maximum four million, probably more likely three million, because you don't have to pay West Ham anything. Three million, again, 10% of the losses. So if you, get, if you get the athletics gone and you get a naming sponsor, three million, 20% of your losses sorted out, but 80% of your losses are still there. Right. So... We're still losing 22 million. Why are we losing 22 million? Well, the reason is the whole thing from top to bottom, the stewarding, the, the amount it costs and everything else. West Ham's board and owners would be stupid, momentarily stupid, even to take the stadium for free in its current guise, unless the, the, um, the, the government gave them a massive, massive subsidy to say, okay, not only are we giving you the stadium, but here's a subsidy of, I don't know, 15, 20 million pound a year out of the taxpayers' money to subsidise the losses. It ain't going to happen. Not until the catering contract for 25 years is finished and a lot of the other contracts that are in place that are legally binding um, are maybe gone. But this ain't going to happen overnight. So forget about owning the stadium. Forget about. There was a quick fix on. Do is a quick fix. Knock it down and build it no, again. No, no, no. Go on, what's no. And the evidence is abroad. It, and this is the thing. Big people complain about the atmosphere. But then yeah. some of the pro people point out, well, you get an atmosphere at uh, Berlin, you get an atmosphere in Zagreb with these. You, it's true. It's yeah, very true. Which is very true, yeah? yeah? Athletic yeah. stadiums. What, yeah. what is the difference, though, between our stadium and those stadiums? Plastic fans? No. The difference is that in those stadiums, they don't have retractable seating. So in those stadiums, the fans are all together in one, not separated 
by the gaps. So get this. Do you think that really solved the problem? Yes. Get this. If you reunite all sections of the fans, let's get it right, you're only pushing back 19,000 fans. Yeah? Yeah. Because most of us still sit, will stay the same because we sit up at here. So if you push the 19,000 fans backwards, in fact, it don't have to be 19,000 because you could probably keep the east side where it is because that is joined up, yeah? You push the stands back twofold. One, reunites all the fans together so we could all be as one in a bowl, which when you look abroad at the great atmospheres in the athletic stadiums, they're all together as one. Two, you don't have to move the seats and spend millions of pounds every year pushing them backwards and forwards because let's get this right. They're not pushing it backwards and forwards for athletics because it's an athletic stadium. They're pushing yeah. it backwards and forwards for football. Oh, there we go. Right, I've got bored of this right. now. Come on, so, I'm going to let this go on for too long now. We We're go. not moving back to the bowling ground. No, 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 no. no I'm not going is not that. there anymore. The, the answer yes. is there. People complain about the atmosphere. <sighs> It ain't gonna happen. No, of course. What you've not. just said it ain't gonna happen. We can't fill the gaps. You can fill the time. gaps. You push it back. Well, just push the seats back, and it fills the gaps. <laughs> well, but it does, and that's what I'm saying. It's an instant. So fix. what you're saying is make the gap to the pitch even further away. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Ain't gonna be no further away for me, Sean. It won't be further away for you. And but it won't be further, be away, further away for the other forty thousand fans that sit upstairs. If yeah, it's true. true. Yeah, so actually, it's you lot in the minority downstairs that will be pushed further back. And when you look at the gap you've got already, I'm sure another 30 feet ain't going to matter to the amount of gap. Anyway, can we move on now? We've, I, anyway, I haven't shut this one down, really. Scott I've Crossland. let this one run. I don't yeah. want to talk about the football, he says, because it's shit. Good. Good. He wants to know where's a good place to get a pre-match point, because he went to that fish place where the supporters' club is now, and he thought it was an art gallery or something. Totally well, so, West so that and it place, stinks it? of fish. Hashtag People have told me it isn't, doesn't stink of fish. You don't know what they're talking about. I walked past it. It well, stinks of fish, mate. You've got the Hammers Chats boats, right? You've got the cow in Westfield. You've got, um, I mean, to be honest, we, we drink in the stadium now and get the early birds, don't we? Um, where else yeah. are there? There's the, you can drink in uh, Bow, um, Six Bells, is it? Well, look, let's make it easy with Scott. Carpenters. Scott, Carpenters basically, then. if I was you, I'd go to the Hammers Chat boats. You get a good point, a good crowd, and they're really near. And also, Scott, I keep looking out for you in Fenchurch Street, and it's been a while since we've seen each other. So I'll try and find you again and say hello. Or, or go to the West Ham Way pre-match event, of course, and and uh, pay 25 quid and, and get all your beers if, if, if you just want more on the pint. Yeah, or come in the ground. Because that's what we do. And I yeah, that's what we do, yeah. It saves all that mucking about. Yeah. Uh, Roger Ribeiro says, what is the solution? Pellegrini should be the manager with the right amount of experience to move us forward. But once again, we hit this period of poor performances. Is there any manager out there that can make West Ham consistent with a winning mentality? Uh, John Lyle. Is there oh, any you manager mean in the future? Alive. Alive. Um, no. I don't think there is. You don't think there is? No. I think you could bring in... Who's considered the best manager? Pep or, or someone else? In the, and then try and think of... Who, who, who is the best manager in the world, in your view? Klopp. 
Jurgen Klopp. I'd, I'd love Klopp. I do. Uh, well, I'd love I'd Klopp, Klopp from a bit of passion. Pe- all day long. Um, but I think Klopp would even struggle. It's the West Ham way. Yeah, and it ain't an owner thing. It ain't. It's just, just. It's just West Ham. I don't. You know, you could give, you could give a manager an unlimited budget. Um, new owners who you know, I know, king of, um, of Brunei, and we'd still cook it up. The king of Brunei, the king of Brunei, not, not Sultan then. So that'd be just our luck, and it we'd get the king of Brunei, which is probably a pub down Stepney Way, and it'd be the landlord rather yeah. than the Sultan of Brunei, who's one of the world's richest men. And yeah, that's the one probably tortures his own people and kills a lot of people, but we'll ignore that. Well, if he's got billions, I think yeah, we would have to. We would have to, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving right, on. We'll move on. So today, I asked, great win for the boys in Claret and Blue Saturday, thanks to their dodgy keeper, and a big performance from our young midfielder. Can't say his name. No, I know his name, but one to look out for. But that's enough about the great game. It's your time to ask a question. Try and contain your anger, though, people. First up, Nicholas Stanley. Evening, chaps. Apparently, he saw a decent keeper last Wednesday playing for Man City. Can't seem to get into his team. We should try and sign him. Walker for West Ham, he says. <sighs> Bit harsh Who? there. Who? I, I think he's talking about Carl Walker, isn't it? Who oh, right. uh, went okay. and got for Man City in the Champions League. Uh, we always raise our game with the Spurs, so he'd want, he'd want to keep Roberto in for that game, but let Martin have a crack at Chelsea. Oh, really? Dear, oh dear. No, I, I think Martin's going to have a track. He says he potentially like a sitting midfield of Rice and Ogbonna until January. Just try and shore things up. No need to try and play the ball. Until January, just lump it up to Hallam and tell Anderson Yarmolenko to go for the knockdowns and he will play Snoddy to be the box-to-box midfielder. So he says, what do you reckon of this team? Uh, either Roberto or Martin in goal, Fredericks, Diop, Balbrain and Creswell, Rice and Ogbonner in front of them, Snoddy in front of them, Anderson Yarmolenko in front of him and then Haller in front of him. So he's playing 3-2-1-2-1. Sounds like a dance to me, to be fair. Yeah. I'm not sure that's a winner. But he says, on a side note, the guy who sits next to me after the Man United game said, I can't see us losing to at least Spurs. Can't see us losing? Yeah. After the Man United game. Well, that went well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. We've got a new listener. He's not a new listener, but he says it's the first time. This is Marvin Sabudu. Marvellous Marvin. And uh, I did tell Marvin yesterday that every time we lose, the boo bit in his name gets longer. So let's hope we win a game soon. Afternoon, gents, says Marvin. He's from your way, Sean, by the way. All right, okay. Works in Kingston, apparently. He's been listening while. First time he's chipped in, so you're more than welcome. Uh, He says, if I am the 11th listener, maybe we could get together and play against Spurs, given the joss we have seen recently. So that got me thinking, Sean. Yeah. What would our team be of listeners? If we're going to put out 11 and more than just a podcast crew, Yeah. let's pick our team. Who goes in goal? Well, currently, 
Well, I'd put Dodsey in goal. I mean, he's a big lump, isn't he? I yeah, mean, you're I'm, right. I'm, I'm not well, sure he'd get down on, for the low bones because he's got a long only, way to go. Is it only listeners? Well, I think we could put you in the fat back four. Well, no, I was going to put you in there because well, in goal. Well, well, in goal. Actually, yeah. yeah, but but I just admitted earlier that I was a bit well, like Roberto. Let me tell you why I think we've got to include us because we've only got eight listeners. Oh, that is true, yeah. So we need the presenters to go yeah. make the team up to 11. So right, we'll, we'll put me in goal then. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I should write this down, really. So, yeah. All right. So I'm in goal. Right. Me and Dodsey in the centre of defence. You need two fat fuckers to sort of, uh, you know, big lumps to, that are slow to sort of, you know, yeah. soak it all up. Take okay. one for the team. Okay. Okay. So, so number one. Shit, man. Yeah. So, we've got a right back, have we? Well, um, we, we want someone who's fast on the wings, don't, uh, on, on the, as a fullback. Uh, what do you think? Marion? Fullback? He, he, yeah. Ian Dow. We always fall back to him when we've got no one else to turn to. What, you're going to put, what, as a, as a right back or a left back? Well, he's, he's, he's a right back, isn't he, to be fair, Ian. He's a right back, you're right. <laughs> so we've got Ian Dow at right back. Right back, yeah. Uh, right, who are we left, go back. left back. Well, I, I think, Marion, you know, he, have you seen the way he chases those sheep? Yes. Uh, well, he is, think, he, he is on the left side, I believe. I did yeah, so he was a left winger, so, but we'll put him put at him, left back. Let's, let's put him at left back. So, so maybe Marion... Made Marion. That's that's our left back sorted out. So number four, who gets that? I'll give that to you. What? You can have the Bonzo shirt. Okay, that's good. So we got to get our two defensive midfielders now. Don't oh, we? that, and we got number five. We got Dodsey. Okay, yeah. So we got defensive midfield. Who's going to do sort of? Uh, who's going to do this sort of Declan Rice role? Um. Oh, that's a that's a tough one now. Uh, what about... Mm. How about our Greek friend? What, what, Belinda case? Oh, I think she'd be good. Yeah, but I, 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 I was hanging her back because I thought she'd be oh. a good coach. Because... Oh, I don't know if we've time. got... We've only got eight listeners. Yeah, but... And, and four peg podcasts. True. I don't but, think we can have a coach unless, well, if you want a bench as well. But we need someone to make the tea at half-time, don't we? Oh, that's not right. This hey. is a, a multi... No. No? No. <laughs> we do not someone to make the tea. <laughs> Defensive right. midfield. Defensive midfield is Bell Kikakakatis. But sort of having her name put on a shirt because it will cost us a fortune. I'll tell you. Right. Number seven. Who, who what about, what's, what's Johnny Bucci like? Uh, has he got a bit of an engine? Could he be boxer box? Well, he is, he's getting older. So you're yeah. right. You're not going to put him in midfield. Defensive midfield will be all right. So let's, let's put Johnny as defensive midfield. Number eight. Sort of playing off the front. Well, that, that's got to be George. George is... A, a little winger. He's 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 a bit pacey. He's the youngest of all of us, so we're, we're putting him. On he's the one yep. to run around. Number nine. We want the big lump up front. Oh, who's that going to be? Uh, what about your mate Gary Prince? All right, yeah. Let's put Gary there. Yeah, Gary Prince is number nine. Uh, he'll work well with you. 
Um, so we've got two more. Number 10. Let's put Phil Walker in at number 10, maybe. Yeah, Phil Walker. Yeah. He's in, he's in our, uh, our stand in, in 113. So we got we got to get a striker. Who's going to be our striker, though? Um, oh, anybody, let's have a look through. Who's, who's who we laughing? Davey, what about, let's put, well, what about Marvin? He asked a, you know, he asked a question. It's, yeah, but is he any good? Or is he just going to be isolated? Well, like he's, make, he's making his debut this week, isn't it? And at the end all right, of the day, well, it's, we it's all on him. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We've got our 11. To, to be fair. Um, Although we had to borrow a lot of, uh, all the, because we only got eight listeners, we had to borrow quite a few presenters to make up the numbers. Yeah. And uh, who's the manager? Um, the manager. What about Rita? Uh, Can we have Rita as the manager? Yeah, let's have Rita. Should we, yeah. yeah. Should we? Rita, Rita Brady. Rita as, Brady. As there yeah. we go. K. Rita Brady. Sorry. Yeah, K. Rita Brady. K. Yeah. Rita Brady. There you go, folks. That's the team to beat no one. Right, moving on. So, moving on. Uh, Basically, Marvin don't blame Roberto when everybody else has, but he has been in bad. Um, You just need to work harder. He said, maybe we need an assistant manager who will give the air dryer a treatment. Well, you could say that. You know what? I I think, um, I mean, there is a a way to say, sack Husilius, move Pellegrini up as director of football and bring in a coach. So make uh, Pellegrini sort of director of football manager, but bring in a first-team coach. Oh, right. Laces? Well, they're not about no more. What about Kings? I see them about all the time. Bring in... Uh, <laughs> who, who, who's young and uh, hungry? Who's, who would be a good coach? Michael Carrick. Harry Redknapp? No, I can't see it working. Uh, Alan Pardew? No, definitely not. Uh, Glenn Roder? No, no. Trevor Brookin? Uh, possibly. So why not give it to Trev? Yeah, he's he's got a 100% record, hasn't he? Never lost. No, he never lost, but we drew a few games. Actually, he's that's not true. Lost. I think we did lose a game. Didn't we? Yes. Um... Alan Kerbishley? No, he'd been out of the game so long, hasn't he? G. Franco Zola? I'd like Zola. Yeah, back. Yeah. Um, Slavin Bilic? Oh, dream team. Julian Dix? Why not? Puts the cones out. <laughs> Who else? Um, I don't know. I don't know. The answer is Pellegrini is what Pellegrini is, and uh, no, he ain't. He is. He's never going to be a hairdryer. No, and I think that's the thing because of his the the way he his sort of his personality is. I think people are criticising his personality. They think he hasn't got the passion for it and everything else. And I think they're wrong. To be fair, I think he probably has. Um, you just got. You just we just got to get off his back. You know, two months ago, it was onwards and upwards. And this is the thing I don't believe, can't believe with the fan base. They've turned on him so quick. It's not the fact that they've turned on him. We've not had six months of Joss. 
we've had six weeks of Joss. Yeah. And West Ham was never like that. The fan base never used to be like that. Mm-hmm. Right, Ziggy Stardust, he's back again. The star man, evening all, we should have put him in the team, the star man. Uh, another shoddy performance and subsequent meltdown on social media. Well spotted there, Dave. Personally, I think the players should carry the majority of the criticism, but he can understand fans getting angry with MP as he doesn't do himself any favours. Do you think that now MP is under pressure? Under, see, this is why Dave's so good, see? Under pressure. Is it time to go with all the young dudes? Oh, it's like a dream. <sighs> what do you reckon? Time to bring uh, the youngsters in? Because Marvin well, Sabarudu, in his long post, did actually uh, say he thinks we should do a Lampard with uh, Lamps Lambs. Lampard's lambs or Lampard's lady boys, depending on what you want to call it, um, and bring the youth in. Um, who would you bring in, right? So um, you got, you got bring Scully. Nathan Holland in. Well, Nathan Holland, possibly. Um, although, as you know, negotiations on his contract aren't going well, and I'm not sure he's rated as much as other people may think. But anyway, let's part that at the moment. Um, you don't bring Grady Digarna back from West Brom. You leave him there. Yeah. Uh, Scully is doing well in the under-23s. But again, no, uh, not necessarily that he would cut it. Connor Coventry, don't know. Um, ben Johnson is injured. Uh, who else is there? Uh, Dan, Dan Kemp, jury out. Um, who else am I forgetting that is an up and coming? Connor but, Coventry. Know, I said Connor Coventry. Oh, sorry. Um, so, so that's it. I mean, there's not loads of players waiting in the wings. You know, Dear Garner's probably our best, and, and he's having a tremendous time at West Brom, and I wouldn't bring him back. No, I mean, I wouldn't bring Dear Garner back. I think leave him there because he's doing so well. You know, what? and Matt Holland, for all of it, you know, Matt Holland is not going to make a big difference. Well, no. Uh, to be fair, I wouldn't put Matt Holland in the team. I mean, he, when did he, he? I mean, he retired. <laughs> I keep on doing that. About don't ten I? years ago, I think. <laughs> Matt Holland. I think you mean Nathan Holland. Nathan Holland. Sorry, dear. <laughs> I've made that mistake before. Yes, no doubt you will again. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Moving, moving on. on. Oh, boils. <sighs> Oh, it's our left wing. I can't believe how bad that performance was, boy. Was left burning. Yeah. And as for Roberto, well, first goal was a result of him punching rather than catching the ball. Secondly, Boyos was due to his throw. And the third, Boyos was just comedy gold. Punches in, he flaps it, but punches into his own net. And it gets us to try and believe he was pushed when the video screen behind him showing he wasn't. In the words of the Scotsman from Dad's Army, we're doomed. Oh, boys, was Sean successful in the up-and-coming ballot for the Burnley tickets? Oh, and Rita out. That's a bit harsh, isn't it, on Rita? She pops up as a comment and people are picking on her. Yeah. Uh, Did you get no, a, a, I a... I didn't see you in uh, Burnley, but um, you weren't uh, about on the, on the old phone, so I thought perhaps you was at the game. I, I go to every away game, as you know. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I've not been successful in any other ballot. 
So after being successful in two, I have not been successful in any other ballot. So law of averages are going against me now. Oh. But it'll make the Wolves game, don't worry. Uh, and the Chelsea game. I wouldn't miss a Chelsea game. No, of course. <laughs> well, it's local for you. Uh, and midfield dynamo and team maker, Belinda. What's this? And our defensive midfielder. Is she a defensive I said midfielder? midfielder. I did say that. All right. Okay. Fine. I said playmaker, not pie maker. Playmaker. Playmaker. All right. <laughs> okay. Hello, Matty Pips. I'm no idea, no passion, nothing. I'm sorry over it. At Roberto, he looked inept. Actually, the entire team, Matty Pips, looked inept. And they couldn't actually care. My question is, Matty Pips. Did we really think our slump would be this bad? I'm keeping the faith just about to be MP, but I am fearful for our next run games. I'm in two minds, Matty Pips, about whether to go to the Spurs game. Can I deal with the embarrassment? I love in the shots. P.S. Nothing to add, really, Matty Pips. It's all a bit shit. Did she really say any of that? Yes, that's what she said. Well, That's exactly okay. what she said. In my head, I had the theme tune as all but a Greek going. Evening, Matty Peeps. Ian Gravitt, uh, great show as always. He's got three questions, Sean. Whose idea was it to give Masuaku a new deal? Uh, I guess the manager. As part of the left side set up, he built a partnership with Anderson. So why was Anderson moved to the right against Everton? Ask the manager. Has he been causing unrest in the dressing room, so therefore dropped? Yeah, no sign of Masuaku, is he? What's going on now? I, do you know what? Um, he wasn't on the bench, was he? Or was he? No, I don't think he was. Um, you're not the first to ask that. And, and in an international break, it, it, it will probably get me a couple of stories. So thanks for reminding me that. Here I will... I will be making a few inquiries of that. Thank you for reminding me. Coming to a website near you. Now. Mystery. I, I see it now. Yeah. Masuaku mystery revealed. Yeah. That's, that's a great headline. The truth behind the Masuaku mystery. Yeah. Yeah. He's just shit. Barry Mickle or Meekle. He did tell me that apparently it sounds like treacle. But then again, that's me pronouncing treacle. But it's Barry Meekle, anyway, who is a Scotsman that lives in Canada but knows Maid Miriam from Wales. There's a man that gets about a bit. So Judith Chalmers says, Evening, gents. Given Mrs. Brady's most recent comments in a... He's put S. It could be shit column, could be sun column. I don't Certainly. really care. Yeah. How long will it be before the owners politely ask her to give it up? Uh, a cold month in Sunday, uh, Barry. They won't. Surely... Uh, well, uh, actually, actually, you, you suggest that that's never been suggested. So, so, so do you think Dave's running up and go, oh, come on, I'm really sorry, but I really think, you know, this is I not think going the question, good, Cameron. The, que- the question has been asked, I understand. Oh, right. 
And the response was... Well, we're guessing what the answer is. Go on, go on, go on, try and fill in the blanks. Well, it's got fuck all to do with you, Dave. That's exactly, exactly the answer. (laughs) Dear, I didn't want to think I'd know what goes on. Uh, Surely this can do nothing but paint the club in a bad light. Even though the players have seemingly been trying their hardest to one-up her on that front recently. Have a word, Sean. Brady well, out. do you know what? Do you know what? I, I actually wrote an article about this. Did you? And I, Where I did, did you write it? On Clarence and you. And I oh. said there's a big um, conflict of interest. And I, I wrote a hard-hitting article for so people say, you know, that I'm the secret love child of, of uh, Miss Brady. I, I wrote a hard-hitting article saying conflict of interest and, you know, it wouldn't help the situation. All right. K. Rita Brady says, Sean, 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 please pass on my thanks to you and your friend, the man with no name who never worked for the club, for rightly pointing out that the blame for our recent problems lies at the door of the management and his staff. She reckons they spent over 200 million with added fees. What more do the fans want? Even though she put fabs. I don't know what lollies has got to do with it. Mm. I do, though, appeal for us all to pull together in the same direction for the good of the club. But if we lose Saturday, just remember, hashtag Pellegrini out. (laughs) Dear, oh dear. But but you know what? Rita, um, come on. How much Bill. how much money did uh, David Moyes have? Well, he turned a profit that transfer window. Exactly. So none. Yeah, but hold up. You know, you don't. It's you're blaming it all on. Hold up. They only had twenty five million net thing, and it was over that. By the way, is it's not a valid argument, personally. Listen, Moyes bought that striker from Preston. So if anybody is going to get million, that's point, a, that you know, get, get misty-eyed about Moyes, let's just His remember. did quite well. <laughs> <laughs> what was it you say about libel laws? Yeah. Jeff Scott. G'day, fellas. I think he's from G'day. Australia. G'day. How is he? I don't know. G'day. He is now. Chris uh, and Anderson have no chemistry, and Masu Arku and Anderson do. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, if we're going to carry on playing a high back line, let's go with speed of the wing backs. Once Masuaku and Fredericks. Number three, Snodgrass works hard, but I prefer him as an energy sub, not a starter. Four, Roberto scares the <laughs> out of me. Let's sell him in January for a bag of balls and a trainer's table. And five, Ogbonna back him for Balvader, please. Yeah, I agree with that. Fair dinkum there, Jeff. Uh, I, I think you're right there. Balbuena, there, there is a man who's, who's, who's sort of... What, what's happened to him? Last season, he was the bargain of the year. This season, we think we've overpaid for him. Yeah. <sighs> I don't have to say his name so often, so I can't get it wrong. Yeah, so I, that's I'm good. Really... Uh, my favourite imitation, the easiest one for me to do, is Adam Ross Miller from the old Baz Vegas. Evening, gents. Fab podcast as usual. Where do we begin this week? Another week of diabolical football looking like they've forgotten who the other players around them are. No energy, no effort, no sense of wanting to win, and they're not playing for the club or the badge. 
It's another week, another ridiculously bad performance. Same thing as last week's comment. Is there something going on behind closed doors or is MP just not able to motivate, gel or inspire the team at all? What are your thoughts? Is it time to question the bigger picture of how the club was run? Don't ask on that. It'll be on a poll coming to you. Or is it time to consider that a replacement might be coming? Who's going to take over? Uh, fad podcast as always. Go on, you know them better than anyone else. Spill well, let, let's, let's start the first question. Is there so, Look, I've tried to put my finger on what's going on, and, and you know I've got contacts, and people can't work it out. On paper, he's a good manager. On paper, these are good uh, players, you know? Um, and as as I said earlier in part one, you know, we shouldn't be having this problem. Is it just confidence? As I said, I don't think he's lost in dressing room. Um, but I can't quite put my finger on it. But what was the second part of the question about the board? Is it time to question the, the bigger picture of how the club is run? Look, I'm going to say this till I'm blue in the face. Are they going to be the best? I, I said this, funny enough, and, and you know this, I, I, I did a, an hour session on the American uh, Hammers TV, uh, YouTube, and I said, look, bet the devil you know. An old cliche, be careful what you wish for, another cliche. But, you know, we've had the Icelandics, we've had Terry Brown, we've had the Cairns, We've never had a really can, good Can I just pick shit. you up on something? Yeah. Go on. One thing that really Go grates on. me. Yeah. It's Kearns. 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 Yeah, Kearns. Kearns. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Because um, you said that with the Kearns. Americans, and that yeah, annoyed yeah, yeah. the Jesus out of me. All right. The Kearns family. Kearns. <laughs> uh, um, so we've never been that well run. You know, we've never had a real good... But you, you look elsewhere, you know, and I think I said this. You could have Mike Ashley. You could have uh, the Glazers, you know, who've saddled debt um, with with Man United. Who, who's the guy who owns Liverpool? Uh, that's the, the bloke that owns the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, he's, he's, not well, he's, not, he's not well-liked either. So, oh, you know, shut up. They love he's him not well-liked. No, they don't. Not, not Liverpool. Yeah, they don't like him. People are never happy. And I think, is there, you know, this story, and I've, I've repeated this story, that there is a, a billionaires waiting to snap up West Ham. You know, every football club is for sale all the time. It doesn't take it to actually be in the shop window. If someone really wanted, they would approach the owners and say, I'll, buy, I'll take it off your hands, here's a load of money. Now, there's not a multi-billionaire. Most of the clubs, by the way, are owned by billionaires now. Aston Villa, Sheffield United, you know, billionaires are tell a penny. You know, David Sullivan is probably one and a half billion now, half a billion for um, David Gold, roughly. So, but that's nothing nowadays in the scheme of things. If you really want a big, you know, you need, as we said, the Sultan of Brunei, or I know the Royal Family of Abu Dhabi, or Dubai, or whatever. Abu you know, Dhabi? The, Abu Dhabi. Oh, right. Before you get into tens of billions, if not even a hundred billion, you know, 
but they're still playthings. They're not business. You don't make money. You really don't make money out of buying a Premier League club. You might long term when you sell it again, but you won't make a profit because they never run for profit. <laughs> they're playthings often. So, the, you know, there's this fallacy at the moment <laughs> that Trip Smith is setting up some secret um, con um, consortium of American investors. So Trip Smith, if you don't know, owns 10%. Albert Trip Smith. And um, I'll tell you what I'd like you to do, actually. Explain to people why Trip Smith put money into West Ham when he bought, he, he put 10 million into the club. 9.5. But all right, yeah. but let me just finish the story. The latest, the latest bit conspiracy said, oh, yeah, we know he's, he's got investors and everything. I'm repeating only two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, he's good mates with, uh, with uh, Paul Allen. Is it Paul Allen or Steve Allen? I can't remember. I think it's Paul Allen, uh, what, the, the Microsoft founder. The dead man who died 13 months ago. You've heard this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the consortium. The one yeah. that died 13 months ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely he's part of the consortium. I'm afraid it all falls down and you sort of say, there is no consortium and they said well you know conspiracy theorists go they wouldn't tell you would they you wouldn't know they wouldn't you'll be the last to know <laughs> look it's like the land in the moon right the land in the moon did happen do you know why because not that many people could keep a secret in america of the, what would need to be to to land on the moon to fake it guess what west ham can't keep a secret and if there was a, something if there were secret meetings going on uh for possible investors, I promise you, I would know about it. Come on, how good, so, how good would that be, right, if Trip Smith turns up with Paul Smith, like Weekend at Bernie's, you know, drags him along, we've come to buy your club. <laughs> that yeah. would be West Ham's luck that we get bought by the dead billionaire. Because yeah. let's face it, the Icelandics were the richest people so, in Iceland, and so they soon I, lost their money. I don't think there's people waiting to buy us. We've seen with Newcastle, Mike uh, Ashley can't get rid of he's, he's got a 300 million uh, price tag on Newcastle. Big club, <coughs> big support, can't sell it for love nor money. I don't think West Ham can be sold. As we know, 20% of it would have to go to the government before 2023. I, have, I believe that both Gold and Sullivan have no ambitions to sell it. Remember, Gold is 83 and has half a billion. Sullivan is 70 with health problems, maybe as much as one and a half billion. They want to give their shares <laughs> to their children, uh, Jacqueline and Vanessa on Gold's side, Dave Jr. and Jack on the other side. Jack is, is being groomed to be a future chairman. Oh, he's being groomed. This, Watch out, Jack. <laughs> there is no... They aren't planning to sell. What... What would you do if he sold it for 800 million, right? And got another 400 million. What does another 400 million mean to David Sullivan at this time of his life? Nothing. Selling, getting another 300 million for gold. What does it mean to an 83-year-old? Nothing. They want to leave a legacy. And while we might frustrate and say, you know, piss or get off the pot. In other words, you need to invest or go away. I don't think there's a line of buyers ready to buy West Ham. And that's why I don't think we're going to see change of ownership anytime soon, I'm afraid. Sorry, I'm, I'm coughing away. So there you go. Long answer, I know. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it was. But sadly, it, you know, it means we're stuck with them. Yeah, it as, does. You know, as much as I want to see the back of them. Uh, Trevor Newman, while Sean goes and gets a glass of water to stop coughing. Uh, evening, gents. He's firmly in the Pellegrini stay camp with me. It's been 18 months for crying out loud. And overall, he's taken the club up a notch. I'd agree with that. Small notch, but it's still up. Although seemingly a small one, he goes on to say at this point. If the club were to see a change at the helm, either this season or the end of Pellegrini's contract, who would we realistically like to see in charge? And who do you realistically think we can get to take us over? Uh, a reach next level, he says. Personally, he'd like Eddie Hauer, and Eddie Howe, sorry, yeah. thinks we could get him. Although Bielsa will set the pulses racing again. I've, I've sort of refused to answer this. I was asked this question earlier this week because I don't want to cover, encourage speculation. But of course we would like Eddie Howe, but he would never come. Yeah. Um I won't, yeah, for me, I'm I, I'm firmly behind Pellegrini. Yeah, in Pellegrini we trust. It, uh, the, the football season's a marathon, not a sprint. And for me, you, you, you've got to go through to the end. And people, never fear relegation. It's an occupational hazard as a football club in the, in the market that we dabble in. If we go down, we can come back. If it takes us five, six years, so what? I don't really care. We'll have fun, won't we? because that's what it's about. Yeah, of course. Evan Turner, uh, who's a QA lead, a game publisher, whatever that is. Oh, excellent. And he went to Vanier College. Where's Vanier College? Don't know. Don't know. Anyway, uh, I was wondering how we could top last week's terrible performance against the Magpies, but sure enough, we found a way. Against the Clarets. Yeah, and Blues. How much more do we have to stand of making bottom table clubs look like they're the new ticket-tacker Barcelonas? Sigh. <sighs> He's got a question for you, fellas, though. With news that f- coming in that Fab is back in December, is that right, Sean? Well, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I might have started that rumour. No. Does that, that mean it ain't true? Week, well, uh, let me tell you a story. Oh, right? here we go. So, go on. The story is, I just picked up on something Pellegrini said in one of his interviews, which said he, you know, he was back in another month. And it seemed to have sort of... Um, snowballed a bit that people took that and and saying I'll be he'll be back in December so I have actually just today put the feelers out to someone at the club to actually say <laughs> is this true because because I've been I'm being uh quoted on it now so um I think it could be true I just I know I'm, I'm fact checking that particular uh uh so basically, Evan, you've seen in the news that Feb should be back in December, but the fact is the person that put that news out there was taking a punt on it and don't really... Well, I didn't put that news out on the podcast. I didn't write an article or anything. I, I said it on the podcast and it's been repeated a few times. <coughs> so but it was based do, on... So people do listen to the podcast then. Wow. And there you go. One of the eight listeners must have passed it on. So he says, do we keep in Roberto or is it time to give old David Martin? 
Uh, I I've already said this. I say David Martin for for Spurs. Yeah, I admit, I, you know, I think we said it earlier. It was like hours ago, but Dave, you know, because of the way the fans have treated Roberto disgracefully, uh, I think it's, he has to he has to move aside. Uh, he, he goes on to blow smoke up our ass. Great podcast. Oh, nice. Even in weeks like these, your shows allow us to vent and share frustration as a group, which is very therapeutic. Good. As always. Brady out, we trust. Brady out. Bring really? her out. Yeah. Uh, She's misunderstood, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, misunderstood. I really misunderstood her when she said world-class players were a world-class team with a world-class stadium. Yeah, well, I can't think what bit on She had her fingers did. crossed when she said that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I bet she did. It didn't count. Of course it didn't. So should we ask her for the million pound back she got us for the move, for getting the move then? It was paid over a number of years oh, as, as well, you know. Right, you know, because it was paid over and a number of years. And she still earns a lot less than um, oh, Daniel Levy. another reason, yeah. But then again, they've been Champions League football, finishing the top four a few years, successfully migrated into a new She doesn't stadium. even earn Do you know, even um, a million pounds a year. Brentford are having a new stadium built. They're having a lovely new stadium built. It, you know, it looks like a proper football stadium. And... West Ham's move, and this should, the owners should admit this, is now used by other football clubs on now not to migrate. <laughs> really? Yeah? Yeah. Everton have acknowledged that, yes, they'd like a new stadium, but they want to make sure they don't make the mistakes that West Ham made. Oh, okay. So that's what anyway, moving the on. rest of football. So Richard Dodd says, hello, my handsomes. Well, you don't say that, but I have to put that in because that's how I treat my voice. He's, talk he's, like uh, he's, he's my centre-back partner. He's he? old Dodsey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're Alvin Martin to Billy Bonds. Yeah. So with all the doom and gloom, see, I see Ansoms and it puts me back in the voice. Hello, my Ansoms. So with all the doom and gloom, what team would you for choose and what tactics would you consider? Sean, is it true Pellegrini has lost the dressing room? And Nigel, what did you do Monday night with no podcast to record? So, uh, by the way, uh, let's tackle the... My understanding is Pellegrini hasn't lost the dressing room. No, luckily they put signs along the corridor that says dressing room this way. Um, What team would I choose? Well, there's not a lot of choice, is there? I mean, I'd put Martin in, goal... Uh, I'd put Ogbonna and, and, and Diop in the centre. I would put Cresswell and Fredericks. I would put Rice. And I guess we can't use Noble anymore. So uh, let's put in... Uh, oh, let's put in a Wilshire, assuming he's fit. I wouldn't have Fornells. I would have Anderson... Um, uh, Snoddy, uh, Yarmolenko. I'm a big fan of Yarmolenko, and and um, someone's got. Well, actually, no. I'm actually I'm going to change one of those. I'm I'm going to bring in Antonio because I think he's fit after the uh, international break. And here you go. And I put him up there with uh, Alaire. Four four two. All right. So I'd I'd bring Martin in. I would drop Declan Rice 
you into the him back oh, four. Right, sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. All yeah. right. I'd move him into the back. And actually, I'd play uh, Rice at Bonner. Uh, oh, would you? At wow. the back. Yeah. Uh, with Diop. And then okay. I would play uh, Creswell. And I would, on the right wing, I would play uh, Fredericks. Uh, I'd forget about a defensive midfielder because at the end of the day, we're conceding goals. We're shit. So, fuck it. We might as well go all out. You know, I would actually have Anderson in the middle. Yeah. Yarmolenko next to him with yeah. Snodgrass, with Aller up front. Oh, you'd still leave Aller up front? You wouldn't have... Yeah. Um, you wouldn't... You no, wouldn't, but uh... I would say to him, stay there, mate. Stay in the middle. I don't want you running out. I don't want you running back. At one point, he was near enough on the halfway line collecting the ball yeah. against Burnley. Would, That's wouldn't no you good put risk. Antonio back in if he's fit? If Antonio was fit, yeah, but he ain't, is he? Yeah, well, he is. He's supposed to be fit after the oh, international break, well, really. Yeah, first, I, I would. I'd, who uh, would you drop then? Uh, Yarmolenko all day long. Yeah, you see... See, I'm, I'm, I really like Yarmolenko, but I don't really want to be disrespectful to Snodgrass. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's in such good form. But I, I, I must admit, I'd Snodgrass probably... has been the best player recently. Yeah, it's for the last three games. So we've got to keep him. Yeah. Anyway. So, chairman of the More Than Just a Podcast football team has to be Lord Toby Bean because he's got the poshest name and we all know the chairman in the old days were the posh people. I say, chaps, what an absolute shower. Mark Bright, uh, who used to play for Crystal Palace, he's got a book coming out, people, Mark Bright. Mm. Uh, this reminds me of the French snake saga. When that happened, it all went shit. Something has to have happened behind the scenes. See, people are looking for people over. Yeah, I know it. they are, but I, I, I've and just put, been told sure must know something. And I think people are just not looking at that this is a team that's lost all confidence. And they're yeah. too scared to do things that came naturally to them. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, I, and, and I would hint at it. You know, I would. If if yeah. I thought there was something really going on behind the scenes, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to hold it back. I, you know, what? I mean, let's be yeah. honest, right? We have a we have a circle of trust, right? And and not everything gets printed. Not get everything gets on the podcast. But if there was something going on, would I have told you by now, Nigel? Look, you know, um, if there was something going on, you would know about it, wouldn't you? Maybe not. We don't say everything on the podcast. You would know about it. Yeah, but I would share it. Oh, you would. With too. you. Circle of trust. Yeah? Circle of trust. Anyway, so there's no, honestly, honestly, uh, there's nothing going on. Uh, we're just shit. <laughs> and we're just lacking confidence. So next... It's got to be the longest uh, <laughs> question time, uh, Twitter question time we've ever had. Hmm. Right, let's have a look then. So, Tony Clark, our friend in America, uh, he didn't even feel like doing a pod this week. So, Ooh. kudos to you all. Not good, Tone. I've sent you a message. said, come on, dust yourself down, son. You know, you, you, you want to pod in the good times, you've got to pod in the bad times if yeah. you want to pod at all. Because this is what we have to do. You've got an audience out there waiting to hear you. And let's exactly. face it, one of the funniest things last week was listening to Tony and Brawley's instant. They did an instant 
half hour after the Newcastle game. And Jesus Christ, even my dog was holding its ears because they got higher pitched and higher pitched as as the rage just spewed out. Uh, and I, I was laughing my head off because it, it, it was funny listening to them rant and rave. Um, and that's <laughs> why you need to, to yeah, rave. that's why you need to actually do take time to calm down a bit after yeah. a game like that. But anyway, he said, uh, he, not sure what else to say. It'd be just be 60 minutes of them moaning and complaining about the setup, the effort. And they've done that for the last five weeks. Zero desire. Embarrassing. Gary Prince, your mate. Uh, if we do get relegated, could we rent a football ground to play our own games in next season in the championship? What do you think, Sean? Do you think that? We wouldn't need to. We'd have the biggest stadium in the championship. Oh, yeah. I I quite like a season oh, in the championship. Yeah. No, I just I the pain. It's just the pain of getting there that is 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 uh, the problem. Well, getting to the championship. The, the, pain the, pain of of it, the pain of relegation. The pain of relegation. I don't know. Then you have a season of actually winning games, uh, different grounds. And I said it. If you haven't seen, and, and imagine all the plastic fans will suddenly disappear. Imagine how empty that stadium would be. Uh, well, it'd be like it is normally after seventy minutes at the moment, wouldn't it? But you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's relegation be, is never as I say. It's um, occupational as people. It should never be. Feared. It's like death. I don't fear it. I know mm. one day it will come. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, you know, traditionally, would I say traditionally that basically every decade since the seventies we've been relegated once a decade. So we're overdue. So actually, this season starts the new decade. So last season, we only got relegated once in that decade. But now mm. the new season starts. So, you know, yeah. this is it. That time so we got relegated. Within the next 10 years, we're going down, people. So yeah, there you go. Perhaps you better get it, it over on day with. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Auntie Penn says, Pele seems to have a plan A. Uh, he's got a lot of plans at the moment. Health plans, I think. Pele. The, the, and, and deals with Viagra and whatever else he does in Brazil. But anyway, he needs to stick it to the same as when he was at City. Think he needs a plan B. Never really liked his music, plan B. Um, Mark Mirosovic Sorgo, our Balkan friend who's not from the Balkans at all, a disappointing performance, an apparent lack of effort and belief from the team. And he said that two weeks ago. This is the same team that was flying on playing good football. What has happened? It's a question that we have tried to get to. Uh, says the keeper's not up to it. No confidence. We've got to replace him. Back forward needs to be introduced to one another and play together properly for a while. He's seen this so many times over the 50 years or so that he's been going. The question you can answer, though, is when is the shed ready? That, my friend, is a very good question. And it will probably be next year. Um, oh, really? Well, because... Well, stop yeah, for winter, have you? No, no, no. What's happening is, is obviously, the, the, I, I'm only got Sundays available now. The old shed, actually, that I moved out in, I, I didn't realise the problem I had with it, that there was a bit of water leaking from the, from underneath. So I'm having to pull the flooring up and redo all the floor again in the shed. 
Oh. Um, yeah, because that was the first shed I put up. I didn't really. We, put we it. should maybe do a shed special just to cover all this. Well, I'm sure I was going to say to you, <laughs> it's fascinating. Once, once, to, to, once the shed's done, I think you should come round to my house and we'll do a podcast from the shed. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm up for that. Yeah, uh, have some of your yeah, lady wives, your better halves, pie and mash. Yes, yeah. Well, we can do that. Is any listeners, by the way, is there a listener offer that if you come to uh, your pie mash stall at the market on a Saturday and mention more than just a podcast and use a special code, yeah. that you'll charge them more? Well, generally, we'd charge them less. All oh, right, okay. So if, if someone says, comes up to your pie mash stall at South Ockington Market on a Saturday and say, South Ockington. Derwent Parade, I learnt the other day it was called. Yeah. I mean, I've only lived so, there 13 years. I right, never knew so what it was called. If they say, uh, I'd like a pie and mash, please. I listen to more than just a podcast. Do they do they get a special offer? they get a free cup of tea or something? 10% discount and a free cup of tea. There you go. You heard it here first. You, you know, you know, you know. Your wife will make you pay that back, don't you? Yeah, Any probably. discount you give out, because uh, yeah. it ain't your business, you're going to have to pay that back. Yes. This could cost you. There could be a it could do, but it'll be all worth eight, it. All, all eight listeners, let's be honest, right? A pie mash is how much? Uh, singles, 450. Double is seven. All right, uh, so that's, that's 45 We do a family P. pack, which is four yeah. pies, four mash, and a big bottle of drink for 15 quid. All right, so so it, let's say they turn up 15 quid. That's going to cost you £1.50, right, yeah. to your wife and your son. How, how much is a tea? A pound? You're giving a free tea away. That's £2.50, right? Oh, you see where I'm going with this? £2.50 times eight, because we've got eight listeners, yeah. Yeah. right? That's 20 quid, mate. Yeah. You're 20 quid down already. If all eight listeners go this Saturday, um, you're, eight, you're 20 quid down. I personally will be 20 quid down, but it'll yeah. be worth it. <laughs> because so, it'll, just, it'll bring my wife and my son a, a lot of happiness in serving those wonderful customers excellent all right moving on <laughs> moving on nicola you just imagine if, if george yeah. is here that, what yeah. the hell yeah. are you going yeah. on themselves up. Uh, move on so nicola sarvi evening gents and mr x i think that's you sean yeah uh He's been watching West Ham for 38 years and he's still angry with Saturday's capitulation. Yeah. No no doubt Mr. Lex will be doing his best Corporal Jones. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic, Mr. Manry. Well, you're doing that, aren't you? Well, I am doing that. I don't think you should panic, people. Uh, Nick Alas goes on to say, abject, clueless, embarrassing, gutless, pathetic. It could go on, but it's simple. The club is failing. Is that failing. the podcast? Or, oh, the club. No, 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 no. It's not you. Uh, this is the club he's talking about. It's failing at every level. The ball are out of their depth. The manager's too stubborn. And the players, whew, full stop. The players have not become useless over the last seven games. They've become arrogant and now don't believe in what they're being asked to do. He blames Pellegrini because we're predictable. We've run the least... Is this right? We've run the least distance of all Premier League teams, which says it all. I don't don't know that stat, but if that's true, that's another story for Darren here. I will follow that up with one thing that I got taught that the ball moves 10 times faster when passed than it does when the players runs with it at his feet. 
running's not everything with the ball, people. It's the way you mm. play it. Okay. He sees the Baroness's up to her old tricks, slagging off other clubs' players and her own, Carol and Arnautovic, the same Baroness who gave Art Arnautovic a pay rise when he threw his toys out of the pram. Brady out, flip-flop. Yeah. Bloody flip-flop. Uh, Ma- Matthew Kemp... Uh, one of the Spandau Ballet boys. So come on, guys. Who realistic can we replace MP? And don't say Mourinho. Listen, Mourinho. Matt, we're, we're, he said don't say Mourinho. All right. We're not going to answer that, Matt, because we are, are loyalists. We're pro, we're pro, pro uh, Pellegrini, aren't pro we? Pro Pellegrini. We're PPs. We yes. Uh, David Everett, last up. No defence or creativity. No goalkeeper. Nothing going forward. Oh, what fun it is to be a West Ham fan. And that, my friends, ends Facebook, Twitter, question time without Twitter because I still ain't got the login. Yeah, well, I'm going to look at Twitter and then we're going to talk about briefly what we're going to talk about. Right. We're going to talk about uh, Super 6. Oh, um, hold up. We've got one more. We've got one yeah. more message. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Someone's just snuck in, John. Uh, it's just snuck in. Where's it gone? It just popped up. I said, John said something. All right. Well, I'm going to read two from right. Twitter. John Newman. Got... Anyone think we can push on for top four with Arsenal dropping points at the weekend? <laughs> what did we do to deserve being West Ham fans? Uh, for me, it was an accident of birth. Uh, Sean will bore you about how his granddad works in the Thames Ironworks. Uh, I don't know what the others would say. How, how did the Boochies beget to be a West Ham I fan? Persuaded. So as the story is, and I'm sure we told it before, um, John was a Liverpool fan when I first met him. And I was a West Ham fan from my family, and I persuaded him to... Um... So why was you a West Ham fan from your family, Sean? So you know that. <laughs> my my grandmother was born in Whitechapel. Um, she was a Cockney. She moved to Surrey when she married my granddad. Um, uh, and an interesting story, which I think I haven't told you before, but although my my obviously grandmother had um, connections to uh, the East End, they weren't really football people. Um, but one day, and this is a true story, my um, grandmother and grandfather and my father were on a holiday in England and they were in the same hotel as West Ham. And they got to meet the whole team in the 60s. Um, or, or, or maybe it was the late 50s, I can't remember. Uh, and, and they got to meet West Ham. Some of their good friends were West Ham supporters. And um, so my granddad became a West Ham fan, and, um, and my dad became a West Ham fan. It was it was passed down to me. But yeah, that, but but the main I think real hook was when my grandmother, grandfather, and my, my a young version of my dad um, stayed in a hotel, and the same hotel was West Ham, and they got to know him. Hmm. Wouldn't get that now, would you? you wouldn't get the whole West story, right. Well, they'd need to be millionaires to stay in the same hotels. I mean, yeah. and that's the funny thing is, all these people have great stories. When like, talk... It was in Skegness or something like that. I forget where it was, but it was somewhere. Yeah. But when you really talk to normal. Americans and they give you the story and, and everything, and it is good to listen to, and they go, how would you become a West Ham? And unfortunately, people may think it's a bit me looking down my nose at people sneeringly. I go, oh, I was born there, mate. 
but but that's the fact, isn't it? What can I do? Yeah, no, it's actually quite boring. I I remember my grandmother talking to me about what a cockney was. You know, I got brought up on. You know, was it anything like me? She, you know what she brought me up with? She talked to me about, she, what she talked to me about is the pearly kings and queens. And she was really fascinated with the whole pearly queens and kings. You don't hear about them anymore. Yeah, uh, that, that is a great story. Uh, you know, as I said, <laughs> coming from West Ham, it is a bit boring, actually, when yeah. you say to people. I, I think it was Devon, Torquay, maybe, but I'll find out. Anyway, let's go on to Twitter. Uh, it has been going on for quite a long time and we've had a few technical issues and hopefully that won't be obvious in, in the edit. So there's one thing from Twitter, two questions though. WHU Mark Reaper, who was the one who said, why don't you ever read out um, Twitter last week? Uh, number one, can you ask Shebman why we cannot expect better from a manager that is paid £8 million a year? Otherwise, we might as well get Moyes back. A manager of his experience has to offer more and if it's the players at fault, we should call them out to be continued. So, um, should we expect better from a player that's uh, a manager that's paid eight million pound a year? I, I, I get what he's saying. I don't, I don't buy into the money thing, but I think if you look at Pellegrini's track record, the, and which is why he's paid eight million pound a year, then actually we should expect him to be able to identify what's not working and try and do something about it. And perhaps yeah. I can understand yeah. the fans' frustration. He keeps on saying, though, I, I don't understand this, you know. and He's not the most animated at No, press but courses. I won't anyway. knock him for that. But I think that's the problem. And I think that is the problem, is they don't seem to be, he don't seem to be trying anything different to change it. Yeah. Number two yeah. from WHU, Mark Reaper, uh, on Twitter. Uh, by the way, if you want to write to us on Twitter, it's more TJA podcast, uh, obviously at. Number two, why is it always the board's fault? Record investment in wages for players and the manager. They have backed MP even when they had concerns, e.g. Wilshire. My only criticism of the board currently is a length of contract MP has, and we now can't afford to end it. Uh, why is it always the I, board's fault? I'll tell you fault? why it is always the board's fault. Because they told lies to get us into this position and they brought it upon themselves and everything. And actually, in business, the buck stops at the top and they are at the top. I wouldn't say they did tell lies. They were <sighs> they told enthusiastic ambitions. Enthusiastic ambitions. So yeah. let's go. Uh, what did he say? So uh, uh, this is what David Gold said to me in 2013. Dream. It was a dream. Is that right? It was a dream. No, in other words, they they were daring to dream. So David Gold uh, was trying to dig me out. First of all, in 2013, he said they hadn't received a single penny since they arrived at the club, which probably at the time was there was true. Uh, I then put uh, what concerns fans is not now, but when we're sold on, why are we still in debt? He then put, funny enough, in 2013, it's unlikely that DS and myself will ever sell. But get this is what he said. in This is in 2013, yeah? The debt is coming down, but we've still got some way to go. Well, the debt ain't really come down, has it? It's been passed over to them. It's just moved. Yeah. So I then said, cross you are and promise you won't sell with a laughing face after. 
Well, he hasn't sold. Six years later, he hasn't sold. But without big money, how can we crack the top six? Now, this is Mystic Nige. OS alone will not pay for it. How did I know that? Yes. David Gold, moving to the Olympic Stadium will change our lives and give us the chance to compete at the highest level. So, I don't think... um, one, he didn't say how it would change our lives for the worst no, of the better. Please. Two, the highest level, he didn't say which division that would be in. Didn't say Premier League or Championship or Division One or Division Two. So it could be read in a number of ways. It's all about context. Anyway, I want to move on. Uh, let's do a Super Six roundup. Oh, who's in the top ten? Oh, it's Sean. Sean's uh, ninth <laughs> in with a hundred and. 56. <laughs> Leading it is Kevin Fowler on 187. Hang on. Let's, oh, by the way, uh, honourable mention to our friend in fourth place, Keith Milton, who we should have got in our... We've forgotten, Keith. We should have got him in our... Um, I'm going to put you on the subs bench, Keith. I hope you don't mind. After thought, I know. But we're going to put you on the subs bench for our, uh, can prop our up listener. The uh, yeah. Um uh, Phil Walker down to 12. He, he was runner up last year. Now I'm going down. Oh, I'm going down. Hang on. Hang on. Fourth page. Going down. Oh, hang on. Oh, God, this is going to take ages. Oh, there is. There is. I've got him. Uh, in 51st place is Nigel um, with uh, 124 points. What's, what's going, going on? on? Champions League football, mate. That's what's going on. I keep forgetting. Yeah, I've, I've forgotten two, by the way. In Right, let's be honest. I've forgotten twice to put yeah. You can check this. I've forgotten twice to put in a, I in think a, in I've a forgotten prediction. How many times four, have you this season? Or four or huh? five now. Four, yeah. really? Yeah. I keep forgetting about Champions League on a Tuesday night. Yeah, well, you know, was, you, you're yeah, the one last who told week, me. I was creeping it. up. I thought oh, I was creeping up behind you. I was getting a bit closer. And then Saturday, I looked at the table and I was down to 50 or something. I'm thinking, what happened there? And then I look and think, Champions League? What, again? Oh, I've missed it again. So, I mean, let's get you right. If I'd have done Champions League in the last two weeks that I missed it, I'd still be low down. I'm having a poor season. A poor season. But, you know, it's early days yet. Living up, there's still, you know, there's still another 30 weeks left of... Super six, I believe. So plenty of points to play for. And let's face it, thanks to Millwall. But you know you hate being beat by Millwall. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, it really grates me. (laughs) It does. Right, I'll tell you what, that has been a bumper. You know, we said we'd do a quick one. It's turned into quite a long one. Uh, But it is the... uh, it is the international break. We we might come up I with a think, special. I think next week, if you fancy week. it, I'll tell you what I reckon we should do. I Go think, on. because it's the 1,000th England game, right, mm. Thursday night, and I'm debating about going, because I might go. And oh. next week is my 50th birthday next week. Oh, is it next week? Next week. So, but what I'm thinking is... I'm going to get David Gold to wish you a happy birthday. Yeah, you do that. I've got to actually I'll tell you what I'll do I'll say because it's 10 years of Golden Sullivan in January would David Gold consent to being interviewed by me 
<laughs> really? Yeah, I'll have a word with him. Yeah. Have a word with him. Let's see if we can fix that up for the January. But I'd like to do, perhaps we could do like our best ever pick and our best ever England team using only West Ham players. Okay. We All could right. do that we as a show. What day is your birthday? Uh, it's on the Wednesday. So next Wednesday. Yeah. You are 50. I am the big five oh. Wow. Wow. Good. I shall uh, be I shall be partaking in Chan's restaurant, Manor Park, as is the tradition of my birthday. All oh, right. So uh that's all we have time for. It's probably quite a long one considering we said it was going to be a short one. Um hopefully the editing comes together. I have been Sean. Nigel has been uh in and out. Uh and that's all the time we have. Goodbye. Adios. Come on, you irons. <laughs> Happy 50th birthday for Wednesday. <laughs> if we don't talk before. I think we will. <laughs> My missus thinks we talk more than we do. <laughs> yeah, she does call me your other wife. <laughs> she does call you my wife. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.